With your games, Bassett's army is what to keep in mind. What you're seeing is really real, and it truly is a big deal. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Googly Talks, where we talk about the world versus gaming. And if games are real, what would the world look like if it was in real life? I'm glad to have you here, and I'm excited to go on this journey with you regarding MMORPGs. Now, I haven't specifically dove into them very recently um, in my just hobby of gaming. I used to play MMORPGs a lot when I was little. For, for those who do not know what an MMORPG is, I'm saying that really quickly, I do apologize. It is a multiplayer online role-playing game. And uh, today we are going to be discussing one of the first MMORPGs, I'm just going to say the acronym to make it easier, that I started playing when I was little. And the way I discuss this game today, it's going to be a very big surface level understanding just for the sake of time and kind of like this series could be a whole nother episode. Um, the game itself, it could just continuously go on. Um, so if we would like a second episode, please let me know in the comments. But of course, <clears throat> that, pardon me, um, it's going to be very concise, so to speak, even for the sake of time and for the sake of understanding, because with an online role-playing game, you could really dive into, <coughs> pardon me, um, the nitty-gritty. Well, for the sake of time, and I bet you're wondering two minutes in what we're even talking about, we are going to discuss the MMORPG of Old School RuneScape, which of course was the first MMORPG from what I can remember and that I really started enjoying of figuring out lore and everything when I was little. For a while, I thought this game completely fell off the tracks. I didn't even think the servers were open anymore. I played it, I think, when it first started, um, but I didn't even consider it until when I started really getting into the internet world and making friends and all that. A lot of my community still plays um, old school RuneScape or the newer version RuneScape, which if you're familiar on Twitch, it's RuneScape 3. Um, and it kind of made me want to pick it up again. And so it took me about a year um, to actually dive into this game again. And it was such a throwback, let me tell you. Um, for those who didn't know, my role in that game was a wizard, and I just kind of ran around and I talked and met people and leveled up my skills and abilities, and I didn't really have a true purpose. I was just kind of like hacking around, like being amazed that you could talk to other people on the internet um, and being a girl on the internet. And at that time, it wasn't an issue, but now it is. But it was... I'm really excited to visit this topic again and really compare, like, if old school RuneScape was real, um, what would the environment look like? Now, pardon me, it's been a hot minute um, for me to explore in this game, but for those who do not, are not familiar with game, old school RuneScape, the reason I chose that compared to RuneScape 3 is because it has a larger player base and there's just so much more to talk about. And it also has a mobile version as well that you can play on Android and Apple products um, that was released in 2018. Um, there is a membership that you can also free. Um, it's originally free to play. Um, but the membership gives you access to more worlds that 
um, you may not have had before and you might not be able to do specific tasks because um, you don't have the membership acquired. A good comparison that a lot of people play is World of Warcraft. Um, I know that game is free to play up until you hit level 25, or even if you want to do a little bit further of a comparison, Club Penguin. I bought a $10 membership a month to just get a puffle and to decorate my house and to buy things that I couldn't have bought before unless I had this membership. So my 10-year-old self convinced my mother to get it for me on a credit card, and then Club Penguin died. But yeah. Um, I never had the membership when I started. I only played on free-to-play servers, um, but that's the basic of the game. The game is free. You get more abilities if you um, pay for a membership, but that's the true foundation of it. So you got the game. You maybe got the membership. You logged into the world. Now what do you do? Um, your player controls a single character that can interact with other NPCs, objects, entities, other people by pretty much just pressing the left click mouse button. It is a very clicky game. It's very satisfying. You can gain experience points and level up individual skills, um, and you can make yourself more powerful um, by using that skill and doing quests and tasks to do that. Um, there's quite a few skills that you can participate in, whether that be combat, um, gathering, or artisan skills. And those can range from f fighting people, it can be fighting monsters, um, it could be increasing your magic, it could be mining, it could be fishing, so more real life skills. And then it could also include like cooking and crafting and smithing. So you're not just running around. There's a lot you can participate in when you're playing Old School RuneScape. So pretty much the world is your oyster. And Jagex, the game developer company, even gives you three modes to play um, to kind of spice up your gameplay. And that is something I never knew before. Um, I just kind of ran around. But there are three modes that you can participate in. Now, of course, I can link my favorite Twitch streamers that I watch for Old School RuneScape down below. But the first mode we are going to talk about that the one I'm most familiar with is Iron Man mode, which are you really can't sell anything to any other people. You're very self-sufficient. It's like survival mode in Minecraft, but you're just alone and on your own. Um, considered one of the most difficult things because really it's only up to you and your skills that you have acquired and your game items to help you um level up only come from high level bosses and you have a very low chance of receiving those items so you would probably have to continuously keep fighting these high level bosses until you finally get the thing you want to have basically um it's very clicky very time consuming um and it can also be very frustrating to watch and to play because you want that item so incredibly bad now the next mode we're going to talk about is dead man mode which is an open world player versus player combat so pvp um for short at a quicker acceleration for experience or xp if one player kills another, um, you may receive loot items from their pockets. Um, any players that die in Deadman mode will also lose a majority of their items and experience point. But um, you get, I believe, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, um, get to choose five skills um, that you lose your experience points from. 
Um, but I'm still a little confused on that one. So anyone who does play Old School Runescape, please educate me. I am just a googly. I, I don't... I'm unfamiliar. Someone, please. Um, <laughs> I just run around and do magic and pet dogs in this game. So <laughs> that's that's all I got. The last official game mode that you can participate in is um, Old School Room Studio has created leagues, which um, is different from the original servers that they give to you. And it's more like an event, um, which like Deadman Mode, it will be a separate game and only be available for a short amount of time. And each league usually runs from um about two months i want to say and you can compete with other players to literally be the best game player you can be um and progress faster and farther than anybody else um for two months and then you will be ranked um at the end of the deadline so let's say you didn't participate in a league or a den mode and you're you just kind of run around like me on your free-to-play server and you want to do something fun um which includes these mini games that are offered um so there's like the fishing trawler there's pest control volcanic mine castle wars barbarian assault really anything that um you want to do in your free time you just want to sit back relax and um just kind of hang out and experience the game as a whole um these mini games are available to you and it's just kind of nice to just hang out and not worry about what's going on around you. But the most common things to do in the game, if you're not really sure what you want to do, there's a couple things you could do. Um, you could either go on adventure paths, you can quest, you can level up your skills. So that may happen by PKing players in the wilderness. Um, you could well round your account stats because everyone loves a really solid same level account for everything. It's very satisfying. Um, you can craft using the supplies you have gathered um, within the world you are in. You can slay and fight monsters with your friends that you meet in the game, which of course, I'm a girl gamer here, please put me under your wing, help me through things because I'm confused. Um, <laughs> you can flip stuff to sell um, for better gold. So make, get something or acquire something that might have a cheap gold route and then flip it on the newer players to say, hey, I'll give you 20,000 gold for something that's worth 500. Um, and maybe you'll get that prime deal. Um, Amazon, please sponsor me. Um, you can <laughs> go to the Barrows and fight games and fight monsters that you may acquire some higher skill levels um, that could help you with your attack and defense. Oh, and then the last thing, you could go and die, um, which sounds really scary and serious, but yes, you can die in this game. You can have your stats be affected by another player killing you. Um, it's a big deal, and that is just something you should know um, and watch out for. So this may be um, a really poor thing to do as a new player, um, especially for one that hasn't visited the game in a very long time. I like to hang out in the wilderness because as a nature level uh, lover that I am, that, that's just where I want to be. I want to be near the trees. I want to be in the water so I can just kind of like vibe and skill as I want. Um, but the problem is with the wilderness, at least for me, is that's where you can attack other players and get PK'd. Um, and it's a dangerous place and you can die and you can lose your stuff except for three or four items um, before you died. And so really, it sucks a lot. Um, you don't really have to worry about for new players because you probably don't have anything that's too expensive. But um, it's definitely a place where you should 
uh, kind of watch yourself. But of course, those three skills that we have talked about earlier can now come in handy. Um, the combat skills that you have, um, it will level up any max damage you do to other players. So if they're trying to PK you, kill them back um, <laughs> through your equipment that you received. And um, examples that um, could be combat skills, could be attacking, magic, um, your prayer, um, which no, it's not praying to the gods to make sure you're safe. Um, it could be the amount of hit points you um give strength defense um anything like that um gathering could also be uh mining for supplies in a specific area like the fight caves uh fly fishing uh which i love how specific that is it's fly fishing not just regular fishing which um highly recommend to do in real life um and woodcutting to make better tools or items um or it could even be artisan skills so making food or crafting weapons and armor, um, which could then heal your player from damage or create tradable items that you might be able to sell or use on the market. Um, and examples may be like tanning cow hides or farming, like killing cows and chickens for food and cooking shrimp in the water, which I thought was pretty nifty. Um, one of the earlier quests that I did was getting like milk for someone um, after Tutorial Island that you get recommended. So that was a really good throwback that it's like, oh, you can interact with NPCs and actually do basic tasks. And it just makes you feel like you're really doing something and it's just very satisfying. Um, but there is a market that you can go to that's kind of like a bank and you can put stuff in there. You can um, buy and sell the players that are usually around and providing that the item is tradable for um, the thing you are looking for. So a couple of things that I really like to do, um, because I am not like a hardcore player, um, that really likes to go fight monsters, um, in scary places. I like to cut the yew trees, which, um, aren't valued as very high items, high value items. They're only worth about 234 gold a piece. Um, they're usually in pretty safe locations, close to banks where the shrimps are, um, plentiful and require like really little attention. You can really click and then maybe watch Netflix on the side and all you need is an axe, which is super nice. Uh, the next thing I really like to do is mining. Um, it, reminds, it gives me Stardew Valley vibes and that I would mine for iron, coal, mithril, and adamantine rocks, which is super cool because they're real life things. Um, and so I liked looking up, um, kind of like where I could find them in real life and envision myself playing old school RuneScape in real life. And it's just, uh, so good. Um, and all you need is a pickaxe. So, and it's not made of wood, it's made of wood and a rock. So even better than Minecraft. Good job, old school RuneScape for being better than Minecraft. And then the last thing that I really like to do is go kill giants because it feels like you're doing something big and scary, but really they're pretty easy to kill. Um, and you get big bones back from killing them and they're worth about 116 gold a piece and all you need is a little bit of food to heal yourself magic which is perfect because i am a wizard bane and some mithril equipment and then possibly i believe you also need a brass key um, to kill giants just to get to the location but again um anyone Please correct me if I'm wrong with anything. I am just a noob. I am just a googly. Um, I just kind of do what floats my kayak, you know? Um, so please correct me if I am wrong. 
So of course we've gone through some pretty extensive background of the game and even some things that I like to do in the game um, through my first baby MMORPG experience and getting back into it even as a, an adult um, of just some common hobbies and things and um, what people kind of like doing and what you can work on and what the game really has to offer um, regarding it and how real life actions have truly been integrated in the game, similar um, to like Minecraft, for instance, that what you can do in the game is real in real life. And so I kind of want to dive into now, what would the world look like if we did the things in this video game and what happens? And so the first thing I want to talk about is the agriculture effect. One thing that has truly shocked me and really made my heart kind of full is that old school RuneScape uses all parts of the meat, whether it be from the chicken or from the cow or any type of livestock that the game gives us to offer. Um, so you get the meat to eat and then you also use like the raw hide um, to make clothing. You can also sell it like it's they really incorporate it into a closed loop circular economy, which is something that you don't see every day and something that we don't see in real life very often anymore. So for cows to just kind of exist, um, they already have a environmental impact, whether we eat them or not. Um, they eat grass, which for them to digest it properly, um, they will make methane as a byproduct, and it is 30 times more potent than carbon dioxide, which is really the bigger impact that we're seeing on our ozone layer in the sky to protect us from the UV rays that may be harming, and that is um, combating to warming up our planet. And really, fish is no different. Um, they also produce methane, which is a struggle. So... Um, but using all parts of the fish and the meat supply would help that with not having the byproducts decompose in the landfill. And it would kind of reduce, a, if you want a number, um, it is 4.4 million tons of carbon dioxide a year that we would be saving if we ended up incorporating more um, parts of the animal into our economy itself. So food really does have the same impact on the environment, whether we eat it or not. But if we don't eat all of it um, and it is thrown away, it will produce methane and it will continue to um, produce climate change effects and gl have global warming and make that ozone hole a little bit bigger. And of course, just like an old school runescape, um, how they use every part of the animal, and they might even use it in specific recipes of all parts of the animal. Um, it is a delicacy in other countries, and it has an official name for it called offal, offal, um, if I'm saying that right, um, which they use the variety of meats or the organ meats that may be from the butchered animal that would be thrown out in specific um, cultures, but they have really repurposed some but not all of it um, into their culture and even the hides and the bones which include large quantities of collagen which if you guys are familiar it tightens things um, it's really the most abundant part of the protein in the animal um, it can produce gelatin which is very very common in sweeter foods um, the most common I can think of off the top of my head is jello um, which is good that we incorporate some of it, but I wish we really did incorporate all of it. 
So please, vegetarians, if you are looking from a previous vegetarian myself, if you're looking at candies, look at the recipe and see if there's gelatin included because that might not be fully vegetarian. Like those Sour Patch Kids, totally not vegetarian. Um, they do include gelatin in it. So a lot of gummy products are not vegetarian or vegan friendly because they include this product. Um, but an alternative to gelatin is agar agar, which is a seaweed based ingredient. Um, so it is vegan, it is natural. Um, that can be a substitute and it can produce that gummy gelatin effect if you so choose. Now, since we're kind of using the process of using the whole meat of the animal in some countries, just like Old School RuneScape did, the hide process is a little bit more difficult, especially since we did corporate agricultural farming as the norm here. Um, there is still plenty of demand for high quality leather and fake leather is actually can be worse for the environment because it is made of plastic. Um, and the high quality leather that we have from hides are usually found in like high end handbags or high end sofa furniture. Um, that's really only one part of the industry and they only use a specific part of the hide too or a piece of the hide that isn't branded from corporate agriculture. And, like, they they are imperfect, as in, like, they you do see the wear and tear from wearing on the animal um, because they would be outside on pastures or have um, any type of skin defect um, that will show the imperfection. So, of course, using all types of um, the meat or animal or fish, um, will not solve all of our problems of waste and climate change. Like, um, as I quote somebody in the lobbying industry regarding agriculture, like, I love that she wasn't going to end up in a million microbits of the ocean killing fish. So, like, of course, um, it won't come into our food supply, but it is a natural material. And because we are a dairy and meat consumer, we have an ethical need to produce these products as well. So there is some sort of remorse for not using everything. And there, there is a part of remorse for showing that um, we understand the effects of what we're producing. But I do really give old school RuneScape and Jagex um, from a game that started so early in the 2000s that they kind of were a step forward of in, in the world for thinking of all these and really taking um, the consideration of countries and cultures from all around the world, of all walks of life, and making it more available to the world's girl and having people learn from it. So if we truly choose to live like people did in old school RuneScape, um, we would our landfill waste would go down and we would encourage a better and sustainable change for the planet. One of the realest things that I find so interesting um, that this video game really did come to real life of with gold farming and with gold, you would only consider it be a concern currency in this game. Um, but it's a currency in real life, which I didn't know until much recently in the country of Venezuela, where people would play this game and they would go into the player versus player area in the wilderness and they would maybe fight for things like green dragons. They would sell the hides and bones that we would drop or they would drop in the grand exchange where you can trade stuff and sell stuff. And it would be more... If they sold their products in real life, it would 
be worth more than their national currency. Um, so they would get two to three dollars more compared to their 50 cents. And RuneScape Gold is also traded along sites with Bitcoin and other virtual currencies as well. So this is truly a real currency. And people have noticed and it is an issue um, because it's two to three more dollars an hour than people who have worked for a college education degree. Um, so that's crazy to me that a virtual currency like this is competitive with not just Bitcoin, but a whole minimum wage of a whole country. And that's terrifying <laughs> to know that video, like gamers have that power and they're truly using it for a better world for them, of course, but um, it, there's, it's a cost to someone else. Um, it truly brings like their minimum wage um, down to like $5 a month which is insane to me. Um, another thing they used to do um, or still do to create this profit is kill a boss named Zolra. I've seen many of my friends kill Zolra over and over and over. Um, and it would get someone $5 a day until Jagex has noticed this was happening and Zolra, the, pri like, the reward you get for killing it uh, was dropped in response. And... I don't know truly if that's a good or bad thing because um, you are hurting someone's income, but it happened. <laughs> um, please create your opinion. Please tell me in the comments what you think about it. And yeah, uh, it's just it's shocking to me um, that this is still even a thing. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is because I do watch people play this game more than I play it myself is the coveted fire cave. And this has either will take mid-level players like forever to get or um, you can get it fairly quickly if you do have help. Um, for those who do not know what a fire cape is, um, it's the second to best melee cape in the game after the infernal cape because it gives you a plus four strength bonus and a plus 11 defense stats. Um, and you get the fire cape by competing in the Tsar Ket fight caves. And when you... If you choose to sell your fire cape, it is 50,000 coins, and that's a hefty amount of money. Um, and so if we were to have the fire cape in real life and wear it on our back loud and proud, which I do appreciate the memes on Reddit that it's like beans flowing instead of fire flowing, um, human coexistence with fire uh, can truly exist. Um, and it is a form of biomimicry that draws on evolutionary adaptation to the organisms and still survive and flourish um, to having the effect of fire on them. So if you want to know if you can wear a fire cape and survive, yes, it's totally possible. Evolutionary is on your side. It just happens very slowly, but it will happen and you will reign superior. And also, if you guys want to look up controlled burning, um, that is something they do in agriculture, um, where to prevent large forest fires from decimating a whole crop or area, they um, light a specific area on fire um, to reduce that amount of damage and um, harm or risk that could be done if they didn't choose to do this. So yes, fire cave totally real in real life evolutionary is on your side and it's super awesome also on a side note i always wanted to cosplay a fire cape i've always wanted to make one with leds and everything so if um 
you see my Twitter and there's a random fire cave. That's not just from this podcast. This is a dream in the making and I still really want to do that. So if you also want to donate to me on my Twitch, that will go towards it as well. Um, But yeah, your girl wants to make a fire cape in real life for cosplay for a lovely old school runescaper. So yeah, um, (laughs) I have goals. (laughs) And yes, friends, um, I do appreciate you for listening to this lovely 30 minute podcast that we have done where Googly just kind of talks and rambles and throws a little bit of science in the way with the world of gaming. And if the game was real and happened in real life, what would the world look like? So is it really all just a game? No, it's completely real and it can totally happen in real life, which is super cool to me. Um, It was a pleasure to discuss Old School RuneScape with you and I'm excited to integrate more MMORPGs into our lovely discussion and again thank you so much for listening leave your comments discussion involved like subscribe so i can start putting some timestamps into these videos please share it if you feel like any of your friends would be interested um and then of course if you want to talk about it feel free to talk to me on my channel on twitch where i stream tuesday thursdays and sundays respectively um that's a pretty decent schedule um and I would love to see you there. So all the links, all my resources, all my references are below. I will share some of my favorite old school RuneScape streamers. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Please take care of yourself. Drink some water. Stretch. It's been a long one. Um, get some food. Get some noms. Take a shower. Drink a glass of water. You know the drill. And see you next time. With your games, Bassett's army is what to keep in mind. What you've seen is really.